This podcast is hosted by a child sexual abuse and rape survivor who has also experienced homelessness, physical and emotional abuse, suicide attempts, and other traumatic events. Although Jess speaks with tenderness and charity on these subjects, some may find the content uncomfortable to listen to. If you are sensitive to these types of life experiences, we encourage you to pause this podcast and read the show notes for the particular episode to decide if you would like to continue. You're listening to the Divine Wisdom from the Kitchen podcast, hosted by Jess Echeverry, wife to a Catholic deacon, mother to five children, and dog mom to English bulldogs Chulo and Duke, as well as a survivor, speaker, woman and family advocate, and author. A convert to the faith, Jess goes beyond the class curriculum or church document and invites you to a conversation about our daily faith walk, our relationship with Christ and the church, and everything else in between. It's a heart-to-heart that leaves you with a good feeling in your soul. And now, without further ado, here's Jess. Hello, my friends, and welcome to episode four of my Lenten podcast series titled Finding the Key to Perfect Forgiveness. And today, I'm going to discuss in depth the third phase of the forgiveness cycle that we've been speaking about. And this third phase is called acceptance and forgiveness of ourselves. A quick note, if this is the first ever podcast of mine that you are listening to, then I highly super suggest that you pause this episode and treat yourself by going back to the start of this Lenten podcast series and begin listening to the previous episodes That will allow you to catch up and bring you up to date on where we currently are in this episode in regards to the forgiveness cycle. Thank you so much. But today, okay, so today we are talking about phase three. And just to remind everybody out there, there are four phases to the forgiveness cycle on the way to perfect forgiveness that God allowed me to experience that that I'm sharing. And phase three is when we have this, we finally have this acceptance of what has happened to us, the wounds that have occurred in our lives. Um, And we're finally finding some sort of self-love, right? And forgiveness. And this forgiveness is really based solely on ourselves, right? Because we're coming from phase two, And if you've been listening, you'll know that phase two was acknowledgement, right? When When we're taken out of phase one, which is denial, right? We move into acknowledgement, which is bringing what's in the dark to light and facing the truth and giving what happened to us the value that it deserves, um, and then moving into phase three usually happens because we have suffered such a spiritual battle and an interior chaos mental health wise based on this truth and knowledge and, 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 and learning, right, the truth behind what our wounds entailed and what they truly mean. And we've suffered so much in, in phase two in acknowledgement that we are seeking peace. We just would love some peace. We would just love for our lives just to go back to normal, just to feel like we're functioning at a peaceful, normal level. And so that's what our hearts are searching for. And that's what usually moves us into phase three, acceptance and forgiveness of and for ourselves. Now, the reason why I wanted to talk a little bit more 
about this whole forgiveness of ourselves and why you got you might be asking yourself, well, wait a minute, isn't this the last phase? It's not. There is one more. Um, is because if you what I did, I'll just take what I did. I did everything the world told me to do in order to find peace in my soul with what had happened to me. I went and and read all the books. I learned all the meditation and the self-realization. And you have the power. The power with it is within you. You know, forgiveness. You know, if you actually Google forgiveness, right, and you look at the quotes on forgiveness out there, and I brought some of them up on my, on my laptop here just to share them with you, you will get this idea that I'm that I'm trying to share with you is that. In phase three, where the world tells you is the end of the forgiveness cycle, is this forgiveness for basically the benefit of your own self, okay? Which is understandable, but and, and I'm going to go more into that, the reason why that's not the truth, right? Let's, let, let me read off some of these quotes just to give you an idea. So here's one. To forgive is to set a prisoner free and discover that the prisoner was you. Right, so there is that focus on yourself right there. And then there's another one that says, always forgive your enemies. Nothing annoys them so much, right? A little passive aggressive and cruel. Um, But yeah, again, that's about, that's not even just about you. That's about still hurting, right? The enemy and the offender. Um, Forgive others, not because they deserve it, but because you deserve peace. There it is. There it is. And um, forgiveness liberates the victim. It's a gift to yourself. It's a gift to yourself. This is what the world has to offer you when you are searching for forgiveness. Here's, here's, here's one more by somebody very popular, Tyler Perry. It's not an easy journey to get to a place where you forgive people, but it is such a powerful place because it frees you. There's that word you again. So my point in sharing these quotes with you is because the world is telling you that once you get to this 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 peace for yourself, right? Once you feel okay with you about what has happened to you, then that's it. You're there. You've reached it. You're you're all done. Pat yourself on the back. Good job. You're all healed. You know, you're all the forgiveness is done. Um and you're good. And I I believed this. I really did believe that that was true. But here's the thing. It it wasn't it wasn't true. And there's, there is another phase. But let's, instead of me going into phase four, which this episode is not about, um, let's talk more in depth about phase three. All right. At this point, what we've done is we've gone deep into our wounds and we've, we've confronted it, right? We've confronted the offense or offenses and we've allowed ourselves to become vulnerable. And for me, I, I began to trust God in this, in this really broad sense, right? And, 
and to actually be in the wounds and know that I wasn't there alone. I didn't know it was him yet, but to know that I wasn't there alone, right? Um, We begin to feel this kind of acceptance of what's happened to us, and and we're we're feeling better about it, right? We're, we're we're feeling in our hearts that we can actually live with this, where before we never felt that way. It was controlling and defining our lives, but now we're feeling. Wait, this is this is okay. I'm accepting this, and this is something that I could actually live with. Now we still hate it, right? And most importantly, we still hate the enemy, the offender, right? But we have gone through this type of cleansing of the wound and we're feeling a, a little bit better about ourselves. And we begin to now slowly learn to love ourselves in spite of what has happened. Okay. And I say that because especially for, um, for survivors of child sexual abuse and, and trauma, you know, any type of sexual abuse or trauma, but especially child sexual abuse and trauma, you know, phase one draws out a lot of the shame and low self-worth that comes with having that type of trauma and abuse, right? Phase one is that darkness you know, in the spiritual battle, the devil wants you covered in that shame and low self-worth. You don't, you don't think you're worth anything, Right. And he is constantly whispering in your ear, especially with with sexual abuse victims, you know, how dirty you are and how stained you are and how disgusting you are because you allowed this to happen to you. You know, that's that's some of the, you know, the attacks that we're under. He attacks our own image of ourselves and he tries to convince us, right, that who we are is based on what has happened to us. And that's the lie. And we believe that, especially when we're in denial. And that starts to be revealed, the truth that starts to be revealed in phase two. But phase three is when we've decided that we're not, we're not those things that have happened to us. We're not those things that we did in response to those things that happened to us. And what we want is we want to feel better and we want to love ourselves more. And this is what's happening here in phase three. And it's so beautiful because it is the, it's the blossoming of us realizing the dignity of our human person, our, our self-worth. Now for Christians, you know, if you fall back into your faith that maybe, you know, or you're, you, it's a newfound faith in Christ, right? What's happening in this, in this phase is you're realizing that you were made in the image of God himself, that you are this little piece of God, you know, and, and he loves you and he created you. And because of that, you have worth and dignity. So it's learning about this. For me, it was learning about my own human dignity and worth for the very first time and realizing that God loves me. And no matter what's happened to me, and no matter what I've done, um, he still loves me. And he, you know, he wants me home with him in the end. Now, in phase three in the secular world, in this phase, again, we are taught to forgive ourselves. I just read you all those quotes. And and the reason why this is so attractive to people um, and, and convincing to people that, okay, this is all you have to do is because, 
You know, most victims tend to blame themselves for what's happened to them and they live with that guilt of feeling that they could have done something differently, you know, maybe that wouldn't have happened to them, right? They've been living with this guilt and the shame and this fault, you know, this whole time. But in phase three, when we're agreeing to forgive ourselves, we're believing the truth that it's it wasn't our fault. It's not our fault. And we slowly begin to un to unveil that truth in this phase. Now, we're usually motivated to forgive ourselves in this phase because phase one and phase two were just so chaotic and I mean spiritually exhausting and and it caused a lot of disturbance in our daily lives. Like I, there, I was just, you feel like you're in this other world and your old self is struggling with your new self and, and it's chaotic and crazy, right? But now, now we're ready, right? We're ready to move on and get back to feeling like we can finally function normally again. And for most people, this fade leads us back again, you know, to a faith that we maybe we walked away from or that newfound faith that we're discovering because of where our heart is right now. We are looking for a higher power for this type of forgiveness that we're trying to do for ourselves. And for for me, it was, I, I believed what the world was telling me was that I could find this power within myself, within myself. Um, and in a sense, that led me to a situation where I was worshiping, I was meditating at a self-realization temple. It's a new age temple, um, here in the local area. And in that experience, I actually encountered Jesus Christ. And then I knew at that encounter that Jesus was who I was searching for. And it wasn't this power within me that, um, that I was searching for. Um, so we realize in phase three that some degree of forgiveness is needed in order for us to feel peace. We are searching for this peace. We want a peaceful life now. Um, and we want to feel better about our wound and about ourselves. Now we're willing to forgive ourselves. We're willing to love ourselves and we're willing to believe that this truly wasn't our fault and we can actually like live our lives with this. Um, in the secular world, this is where we're told that our job of healing is complete. You know, that's what we're told. And so this is usually where the extent of our forgiveness stops. Most people. And when I say most people, I mean most people. I was actually pretty surprised myself in the, in the Catholic um, social media, Catholic influencer world, how often I would see these things posted on social media by these, by these big Catholic influencers saying, you know, some of the quotes that I read, you know, some of the like, forgive for yourself because that makes you feel like I was just really surprised that even they were sharing this stuff. But, um, but it's, it's, this is where the secular and some Christian, um, places, tell you that forgiveness ends, right? You've done the job. This is where it stops. But that is a fake stop sign. That's what that is. And in the spiritual battle, the devil wants us to stop here and wants us to believe that we're finished, 
with our healing and forgiveness journey. But that is the lie because that's not it. That's not it. Guess what, folks? There is a whole nother final phase and that is phase four. And phase four is dignity of the human person and perfect forgiveness, right? It's going beyond what the world tells us we need to do. It's trusting in our faith in Christ and going deeper into our relationship with him. And so I, I, I'm really excited to share phase four with you. I'm phase three um, was a, a life-changing phase for me personally because, again, I had an experience in the New Age Temple. I was meditating by the lake down there, and I went into the actual temple shaped like a, a hexagon or octagon. And when I walked in there and I saw these 10-foot tapestries hanging from the back wall and they were all that they were the six avatars that that this temple worshiped and dead smack in the minor in the in the middle of the tapestries was a tapestry of Jesus Christ and I remember walking in and looking at him and being like oh my gosh you're here like that's pretty surprising and at that moment that I thought that Jesus in that tapestry kind of came out like a hologram and at f- I f- immediately fell to my knees, and at first I thought I was like seeing things and going crazy, but that that just like flew that feeling flew through me, and I ended up feeling this uh, this heaviness, but it was a heaviness. It wasn't um, a bad heaviness. It was like this fullness, but it but it kind of weighed me down so that I couldn't move, and. And, and he spoke to me. I mean, he came out of the tapestry and he spoke to me. I know. I mean, even when I tell this story now, and I've told it many times, um, it, it almost makes me feel a little crazy, but it's so true. Um, so he comes out of this tapestry, and I'm there on my knees, and I'm just unbelievable situation. I can't even believe it's happening. And he looks at me and he says, welcome. I'm glad you're here. And then his arms come up to like the tapestries around him. He's like, I see you've met my friends, right? Because I was studying the avatars at the time. And he says, but, but, but you're searching for me. I'm the one you're looking for. And as soon as, you know, as soon as I could blink, it was over. He was back in the tapestry and that was it. And I just, I just wept. I just cried. I just, the truth of what he said, the experience of what had happened, Jesus had come directly to me in a moment of grace and told me that he was who, you know, my heart was searching for. And it was the truth. It was the truth. So I had that mystical experience in my phase three in my in, in the middle of me accepting what had happened to me and really wanting to find this peace. And so I went out and started looking for it in Eastern religions and in New Age spirituality. And by the grace of God, he snatched me from that environment and put me on a course to find him, which I did eventually in the Catholic Church. Thank you, Jesus. What I'd like to do right now is I would like to say I would like to close in saying um, a, a special prayer. I, I'd like to pray for all of those beautiful souls that 
have journeyed through phase one and phase two and who are in phase three, who are in phase three, who know that 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 peace is available to them and they're out there searching for it. They're out there searching for it right now. I, I just pray deeply with all the love and desire in my heart that they discover the person of Jesus Christ and that they allow Jesus Christ to lead them past this secular stop sign that the world has has put up for us and lead them into, into phase four and into the perfect forgiveness that he himself, Jesus Christ, it, it did as an example for us in his own human life here on earth while he hung on the cross. Father, forgive them. I pray that he leads all of these beautiful souls that are in phase three into finding him and into his perfect forgiveness. Amen. Thank you so much for joining me. I am looking forward to talking about the last and final phase, phase four, the dignity of the human person and perfect forgiveness on this Lenten podcast series, Finding the Key to Perfect Forgiveness. God bless you. If you enjoyed this episode, please remember to subscribe and spread the word. Tell your friends and family on social media to leave us a five-star review. Make sure to check the show notes for helpful links about topics discussed in this episode. Jess's latest book, Dazzled, Finding the Key to Perfect Forgiveness, is available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and Balboa Press, as well as Momaletics.com. That's M-O-M-M-A-L-E-T-I-C-S.com, where you can also connect with her directly. Thanks for listening, and make sure you join us next time for more heart-to-heart and good feelings in your soul on Divine Wisdom from the Kitchen.